I am Aquaman. I'm a warrior, a father, and a king of Atlantis. I'm gonna destroy Aquaman's kingdom. That's how we stop, little brother. Do not call me, brother. Oh, excuse me, your highness. The king is here to stay. You know how to ride one of these? Are you kidding? Come on! Welcome, citizens of Gotham, to The Fire Rises, a Batman podcast focusing on all things the Dark Knight and his world. If you'd like to connect with the show, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and X at TFRBatPod. And if you have thoughts, questions, comments, or even suggestions for future episodes of the show, you can reach us by email. Just shoot those emails to TFRBatPod at gmail.com. My name is Eric Carter, and I am your host, and I am joined once again, and as always, by my co-host, Mr. Joseph Fornerado. Joe, how are you, buddy? We're just a few days from Christmas. How you feeling? I'm feeling good, Eric. Merry Christmas. I see you got your little festive... Uh, I didn't notice that when we started. Your little um, uh, yeah, I got fireplace the... in the background there. What, 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for? The Yule Log. I got the DC Yule Log, there Yule log you go. going. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, nice and festive, which nobody can see. So this is great audio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good way to start. <laughs> yes, well, of course, it, it, you know why we're here. We're here to talk about the brand new DC Universe film that just released. In fact, Joe and I, as we're recording this, saw it last night. So we're here to talk all about it. But before we get there, we do have to mention our partner sponsor, and that is Organic Priced Books. Now, it's probably a little too late for shipping for Christmas, especially by the point you're listening to this, because I don't know when it's going to release. But if you forgot somebody, if you have some extra gifts to get, you know, Organic Price Books is a great place. Or if you've got, you know, you got some holiday cash you're looking to spend, Organic Price Books is also a great place to do that. They have all kinds of oversized, collected trade paperback editions of the comics and graphic novels that you love from all of the major brands and the independents like Marvel, DC, Dynamite, Boom, you know, all of the great, got Dark Horse, all of them. So if you're looking for something, and I am just got my Batman Hush omnibus delivered this week, and it's beautiful. I don't even think I shared it with Joe, but just got it this week. Super excited about it. So yeah, Joe, I know, I know you didn't pull the trigger on that one, but it's good looking. No, I did not. I, I have my uh, I have enough versions of that one. 
Yeah, but if you are looking for something, make sure you go to Organic Price Books. Uh, use the link in the description of this podcast, and it, you'll, it'll take you straight to the website. And there's also two promo codes in that description, the first being TFRBATPOD to save you $2 off of any order, and TFRBATPOD, ship it together to get you 5% off any order of three books or more. So make sure you go visit Organic Price Books and help those guys out. They're a small business. They do great work, and you're supporting us as you do so. So once again, organicpricedbooks.com. But Joe, let's get to it. We have the final chapter in the DC Extended Universe. That's a little, that's a little sad, um, but it's here. So without further ado, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Okay, Joe, so this movie just released, of course, directed by James Wan, starring Jason Momoa, Patrick Wilson, Yahya Abdul-Mateen III. So let's get into it. And of course, we are going to start spoiler-free because this movie literally just, I mean, today, as we're recording on Friday, the 22nd is literally technically release day. You and I saw it the Thursday preview night, so we're going to keep it spoiler-free. I will let you guys know before we dive into spoilers. But Joe, overall general thoughts, what did you think of Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom? Well, my overall, you know, just quick spoiler-free thoughts. I really liked this movie. I didn't quite love it, but... I don't think I have the first film as high as some people do either. I think this is a very good sequel to that film. I think it builds on what we established in the first film really well, but I also think it's just a, like another adventure for Aquaman, which I don't think is a bad thing. It just didn't give me as much as the first film did. Um, but I really did like it. Um, we've been hearing all the vitriol thrown at this movie for the last two years about test screenings going poorly and this and that and what they're doing with this character, what they're doing with that character. I was really happy. It was funny. You you had messaged me last week saying, oh, the um, the embargo wasn't lifting until Thursday. And you're like, you know, that's not a good sign. And part of me agreed with you, but also I didn't care because so many of our, um, so many of these DC films end up getting slammed by critics anyway. So I was actually kind of looking forward to the fact that I wouldn't even see any of these reviews before I saw the movie. And that's what I did. I did not look at anything before going to the movie and I just enjoyed it. And it was nice because... I did the same, by the way, just and sorry to interrupt, but once I found out that the embargo wasn't lifting until yesterday, the day of release, I was like, well, I'm not even going to look because what's the point? I'm going yeah, to the movie. I'm just going to judge it on my own. Exactly. What was it? Noon? I don't even know when it something, I didn't even something look. like that. Yeah, yeah. it might have been noon Eastern because I really didn't look. Um, so. I still 
the one thing that really does suck as a DC fan is you watch these movies and you just expect at this point, I can't help but watch these movies and go, okay, this is the part where everyone hated it. This is the part where everyone hated it. This is the part. And, and then I'm watching it and I'm going, okay, but I don't think it's that bad. Okay. I don't think that's that bad. And I, I, I wish we could just get that out of our heads, but I think it's like PTSD at this point as a DC fan. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. so bad. But I mean, we've been hearing for the last two years with test screenings and this and that. Everyone claims, you know, I saw the movie and it was terrible and this happened. And that's when people walked out. And I, I got to say, I, I don't see the, the train wreck that people are seeing with this movie. I understand if people aren't crazy about it because it is, to me, it is a balls to the wall Aquaman movie. And you're either going to go with it or you're not. Yeah. I'm not the first person to say, I think it does feel like a Star Wars film underwater, good or bad. And um, I'll leave it at that for now and, and let you talk uh, spoiler free. Cause I, I have a lot to say once we get into spoilers. And even though I don't think this is a, it's not a groundbreaking plot or anything like that. It's pretty by the numbers, but I still think there is a lot of fun that maybe because I didn't watch a lot of the trailers that a lot of stuff didn't go the way I expected. So I'll, I'll talk about more of that once we get over the spoiler wall. Sure. Well, just to start, um, there are a lot of things that I really, really love about Aquaman and lost kingdom. A couple of those being, I love that just the, comic booky nature of not only the first Aquaman, but this one, because it is like a comic book come to life. The underwater world is gorgeous. I love the creatures. I love the effects. Um, and for the most part, I love the characters. I think Patrick Wilson turned in a phenomenal performance in this movie. And I really liked the way that Yahya Abdul-Mateen played Manta in this movie. I thought he was menacing and scary um but i gotta say i was pretty disappointed by aquaman and the lost kingdom um i think the biggest gripe and you've heard me say this before if i can't get with the main character in his own movie or her own movie it just it it it, it's a letdown for me Um, And I felt, honestly, very much the same way watching this movie as I did uh, Thor God and Thunder. The main character annoyed me. And I did it. Jason Momoa, and I told you, because just to preface this, I had a really bad experience at the movie theater. (laughs) Yeah, which definitely does not help. And and this is where our podcast is going to end, because I told Eric, I'm never doing a podcast with someone that's as negative as him. And, you know, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But it's funny. um, And I just, uh, just to correct you, Thor, Love and Thunder. I know we don't care about the Marvel stuff. Oh, yeah. Love and Thunder. (laughs) Whatever. But um, it's funny you say that, not to interrupt you. And it's hard because I don't want to get too much into this till we get into spoilers. I can't even... Because part of me was worried that this would be kind of spoilery talk, but I can't even deny. I felt like as I was watching the beginning of this movie, I was like, this is, and I'll go, I won't go as far as Thor 11 Thunder, but you got, you know, I do not like Thor Ragnarok. And I, I actually have a really hard time understanding why people love Thor Ragnarok, but hate Thor 11 Thunder, because to me, they're the same movie. 
I, I don't, under, I mean, maybe it's a little dialed up in the second one or the second Taika Waititi film. But to me, I was already out at Thor Ragnarok. But I will say with this movie, I did get those vibes. But all I kept thinking was, okay, I see what they're doing. But to me, this is done better. And I don't know if that's my DC bias, which I will fully admit that has to have some effect. But I just felt like, it wasn't as in your face and and most people love Thor Ragnarok. So to me, it didn't, it didn't to me go as far as what most people think Thor love and thunder did, but I'll, I'll let you continue. I just wanted to, to say that. Cause I can't, even though I did like the film more than you, I can't mm-hmm. deny that didn't cross my mind while we were doing while I was watching. Well, and the, and the issue for me is, is there's moments and this is, these are in the trailers and it's not spoilery. There's moments of Aquaman where he's being Aquaman. And I love it. It's like, that's, that's what I want. Like um, when he's, when he's conversing as a, as a King, when he's Mm -hmm. talking to people as a King or even the quieter moments in his home uh, on land with his baby, there are moments like that, that I like. And then it's like a complete tonal shift to this. It's like there, and there were a few goofy, Jason Momoa moments in the first movie, but mm. it's like he got to this movie and it's just cranked up to 11. And yeah. there were just moments in this movie that I, I wanted him to shut up, to be <laughs> honest. And I don't know. I'd love to see it again. I've seen the movie one time. I had, a, as I was telling you, Joe, I had a really crappy experience. I started this movie at six o'clock last night and I didn't leave the theater until 1130. So, and that's because the Dolby viewing I was watching, the projector broke down about 20 minutes into the movie. And then I had to wait about an hour for the next screening, which wasn't Dolby, which wasn't in a recliner. So I was already irritated. And then, yeah, so not a good start. And then the movie just, I was so excited for it. And unfortunately, it just it just didn't live up to the expectations I was hoping for. Um, but having said that, there is a lot to like about it. Again, the visuals, the cast, for the most part. And it's got a unique enough story. I do agree with you. It's kind of it, it's it's kind of cookie cutter, but there were elements in it that I really liked. So and that's it's really tough to go further into it than that without getting into spoilers. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a spoiler to say. Black Manta is the main villain of this film, and it it does a good job of building off of his story from the first one. And even to like again, I I I understand where you're coming from with the Jason Momoa stuff, but I will say, even even not hating it, or I don't I don't want to put words in your mouth. I don't think you hated him in this movie. No, I don't hate it. But the James Wan of this film to me is great. I think the Jason Momoa of this film is where you could kind of give or take, because even I will admit that there are times where I'm like, okay, he needs to dial it back a little bit because this is almost like caricature esque, but I just kind of went with it. Cause I, I feel like I am watching Jason Momoa and it is what it is. And you had bits and pieces of that in the first film, but I will agree with you. It does feel like almost a Chris Hemsworth type character where like he's playing Thor and he just, he wanted to hone in on that comedy, but to me, it I I guess I forgave it for the point you made is when he's Aquaman, when he's in the suit, 
I feel like we don't get that. It's almost like he's playing two different roles there. Um, and that's and the I, issue I had because yeah. I saw what he was capable of. Yes. And then. And, and I don't know I'm, if that's <laughs> intentional or not, but that might be one of those things where I might take more note of that when I watch it a second time, because yeah, but yeah, it's, it's just a taste thing and I get it. I, I just kind of went with it more because I, I think I expected it and it, it sets the tone very early. It's not to me. It, it worked because the serious moments were still serious to me. The, the humorous moments stayed humorous for the time they needed to be. And it was mm. consistent throughout the movie. In my opinion, it wasn't like, it wasn't like the beginning of the movie was this humorous thing. And then the end of the movie was too serious. And so I don't think it jumped back around. I don't know. It's, it's tough to say. And I will say the pace of this movie, I actually appreciated the pace of this movie. It's quick. Um, it is. It, I, I will say it, it, it has a, it has a more focused pace than the first one, I think. Yeah. And I like the pace of the first one because I think it does more with the emotional stuff and the character stuff, but this is a sequel. We don't need a, the setup that the first one has. Right. So this takes the characters you're, you're just put into the world again. And it is just a quick, fun Aquaman adventure. And I yeah. liked that for a sequel because it has a different feel than the first one. And I think that's what we want in a sequel, but it still just feels like a, another adventure for Aquaman. It does. And just to be clear, I mean, of course, Joe and I, you, you and I both, we have a DC bias. Um, but as I was on the way home last night, I was really thinking because the whole time through this movie, I felt like I was trying to make myself like this more, this movie more than I was, if that makes sense. And it's because yeah, I think of the we've D all been there. Yeah. And it's because of the DC of it all, because as I was on the way home, I was thinking, okay, what would I say about this if it had the Marvel logo on it? And I just have to be completely yep. honest in that way. So and that's a very good point. And me personally, I won't do that. I admit I give this movie way more leeway because it's a DC movie. And I did the opposite of what you just said. I actually took it and said, I don't like Thor Ragnarok, but for some reason, everyone else does. So why the heck are people going to slam this one when it is kind of the same movie as far as tone goes to me? I, I enjoyed this more. Um, I, get and I admit that's my bias. I completely admit that's my bias and I don't want to make this a, a Marvel DC thing, but this does feel like a Marvel movie. And I think that's what, I mean, this has bothered me for the last 10 years. Whenever Marvel does a cookie cutter movie, everyone praises it. Whenever DC does a cookie cutter comedy, everyone kills it. And I'm tired of that. And I've been tired mm. of that for the last 10 years and whatever it is, what it is. I'll move on. The universe. Well, Marvel's is, not been getting away with that so much recently. <laughs> not anymore, finally. But I think that's because the goodwill is gone because they haven't. They've had to use different characters for a change, and the main characters are gone. And yeah, but yeah, I don't. I don't want to make this like that. I, I don't want to sound bitter, uh, even though I admit that I do sound bitter. I apologize, but it's just listen. This, in all in all, the universe is done. This was not. I mean, I didn't want to put the universe ending stuff on the plate for this movie. This to me was an Aquaman movie. And that's what I wanted. Kind of like the flash is just a flash movie. I didn't want to put all that stuff on it to say, okay, this has to be the universe changing movie. Same way. This, this should not have had to have been 
the universe ending movie. And I'm glad that it's not a universe ending movie. It's just an Aquaman sequel. And we got two Aquaman movies and I'm happy. Yeah, that's a great point. It's not this this movie's fault that the universe is ending. So mm-hmm. we can't, even though I'm disappointed by the movie, I can't hang that on it. Because, of course, I did yeah, want to triumph. That's not why you're disappointed. Right. I did want a triumphant big ending for the DCEU, but that's not this movie's fault because it was never planned to be that. So I can't I can't do that. But anyway, um, so, of course, you guys have heard Joe liked it a little more than I did. Actually, I think he liked it quite a bit more than I did. Um, I didn't hate it. It just it was a little disappointing for me. But so far as spoiler free, that's where we're going to stop it for uh, for now. So if you haven't seen the movie and I know it just came out, so most of you probably haven't. So hop off, go see Aquaman and the Last Kingdom and then come back. But this is your final warning. So we're getting into spoilers in three, two, one. Okay, Joe. So I'm going to tell you just to get the biggest negatives out of the way first. Of course, I've already talked about Momoa and my problems with Momoa were he was constantly making little funny noises. And like every time he would hit somebody, there was always like a little just or something after it. And then, I didn't even notice that to be honest. With oh you. my, it was every few minutes. And then he made, it was like these, these tongue in cheek jokes. Like, there was that moment in the refinery when the explosion happened behind him and him and Orm got knocked into the, into the factory mm-hmm. and he lands on his back and he, and he groans just this exaggerated groan. And then he goes, Oh, I hate it when that happens, which is a joke on the first movie because people constantly joke that stuff was already always exploding mm-hmm. during a, during yes, a conversation. Yes. yes. And I was like, did we need that? Yeah, it, it, it was just moments like that throughout the film, and that's what makes it feel like a, an MCU movie. Yes, is those yes. kind of things that you're like, there's no subtlety with the comedy. They couldn't have just, yeah. Let and it then there's go. Yeah. Like for instance, there's the moment with Orm when he's walking through the jungle and they're talking about food, and he's just talking about greasy cheeseburgers. Oh, and see, I like goes, that part. I liked it. I liked it until he he went further. He's like, "You've never had some za with some pepperoni," and I'm like, "Yeah, that's, stop." That's, that's Jason Momoa, and that's where I agree with you. That's that's where it's Momoa. It's no longer yeah. Arthur Curry. It's not Aquaman. It's not Arthur Curry. Yeah, because I told you, and, and I got a little worried when 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 I was watching the Dolby screening, and in the first ten minutes, I told you this, but when our theater broke down, I was talking <laughs> yeah. to you for a few minutes. I was like, first ten minutes of this is a Jason Momoa commercial." Because you've got him on a motorcycle, which he's always on Instagram on his yes. bikes. You've got the Guinness and everybody in the world knows he loves Guinness. And I'm like, this doesn't feel like Arthur Curry. And that I, I could see that. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. So and then my other biggest nitpick is a little bit of a strange one because I loved Yahya Abdul Mateen in this movie. I thought his performance was really good, but he didn't play Black Mana. For the majority of the movie, he was somebody else. And I, you got him a little bit at the beginning, and then he was taken over by this other entity. And then at the end, which I, I love the end, the strong ending of him refusing to be saved mm-hmm. by Aquaman, and he would rather die than be saved. Great. But the rest of the movie, I was like, why don't we just make this Black Manta versus Aquaman? Why did we have to have this other entity controlling yeah. Manta? 
I could see that. That could have easily been something different. I guess because they needed to come up, and this might be like where there might be might have been like multiple cooks in the kitchen as far as the script goes. I don't know. I, I you could have just as easily made this a smaller story. You didn't need the polar ice caps melting. You didn't need the the environmental stuff. And I think that was something Momoa wanted to do. And I feel like maybe they did that because they couldn't justify why Black Manta would do that himself. Or maybe Yaya didn't want to do that. Like he probably was like, no, I'm like, that doesn't sound like my character. And I get that. But yeah. so they said, okay, let's just have an entity warping his mind. So I, I understand where you're coming from. It never occurred to me though, because I think my my stance on that could be, or my headcanon on that could be, well, think about how many other people grabbed that trident and weren't influenced by it. So you could argue that, it, like, you know, the, the Joker, he just needed a little push. And so he was already this evil guy. It didn't take much to push him over the edge. So he was still channeling his his own demons while being influenced by them. It just kind of gave him a little nudge. Well, and I had a couple beside me last night as we were watching the movie. And That's impossible. The- there was nobody in the theater watching this movie. I actually had several people. In no, I know, but you, you, come on. It's, it's uh, a DC movie opening now. And there's nobody there. Impossible. There's nobody at any of these. So the, so the moment near the end, and we're not going by any beat by beat. So I'm sorry if, if you're lost, but you should have watched the movie before you got into spoilers. Um, there's that part close to the end where, um, and I can't remember the, the King's name, the, the dark King. Um, but he had almost fully taken over Manta. Mm-hmm. And he's talking through Manta as there's Necron. this fight between Necron. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. Between Necron, um, there's this fight between Manta, who is Necron at this point, and Aquaman. And he's got Aquaman down on the ground, and he's talking about. He said something like, "You're not, uh, you're not fit to wear my brother's armor," and yeah, so things it's like clearly that. Clearly not Black Manta at that point. And the lady beside me was so confused. She's like. Who's Black Manta's she, brother? <laughs> she said, "Who's Black Manta's brother?" I thought she killed. I thought he killed his dad, and and I'm like, because for it took me a second to realize, oh, this is Necron talking through Manta. Yeah, and I, I was like, I didn't have an interesting choice. I didn't have an issue with that. I really didn't because that, I think it's supposed to take you a second. I think that's the point. Is yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I I think that was the intention, but sitting beside, I guess, yeah. it, I guess it tainted it a little bit because I'm sitting beside a general audience yeah. member who is completely lost. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, but like I said, on the flip side of that, the way that Yaya played the role, I thought he he's one of the best villains I've seen in a while. Yeah, yeah, I loved so, him, and I'm glad we got as much of him as we did because I was worried he was going to be the setup for Necron. Mm. So I'm glad that he, we did get the final battle with Necron, which was pretty quick, but Black Manta is the main villain of this. And I will also say it's funny. They avoided, I'm sorry to make these Marvel comparisons. I really am. They avoided, in my opinion, an MCU. It would have been a blatant MCU joke or an MCU like joke when necron comes out of his spell and goes ah yes i'm finally free and then the, the trident goes to hit him i was like oh are they just gonna kill him instantly and it's gonna be a punchline and we never even get to see necron 
but they didn't. He still gets another. <laughs> he gets to come around one more time. Yeah, he gets 35 more seconds. Yeah, but it was still, <laughs> it worked for me. It didn't work for me that way. But I, I enjoyed, I thought that was one of the greatest shots of the movie, is the trident going through the other trident. I thought that was so cool. A great. It was I a good the, shot. The I, The issue is, I just don't think Necron was necessary. No, and I can't disagree with that. I can't. It's just, it's a, it's a MacGuffin. Necron is the MacGuffin of this movie. It's, yeah. it's, to, it's to find a way to tie the motivations of black Manta into something that black Manta shouldn't be motivated to do, I guess. And I, I understand what you're saying is they didn't need to do that. I'm not judging the film on what it should have done. I'm, I'm just going by the fact that whatever they decided to do, I had fun with it either way. Again, we, we see a lot of these movies that use MacGuffin that aren't necessary and they could have done something more straightforward and it probably would have been advantageous, but yeah. this was what it was. And I didn't have an issue with it. Um, it didn't even occur to me until you said it while we were talking about Black Manta really not being himself throughout this movie. But on top of that, man, his suit is awesome. Seeing him on screen be just this, you know, just typical, just terrible villain um, doing just horrible things. And the fights and the choreography with him facing Aquaman at the end, I thought were great with him and Aquaman and Norm. My biggest nitpick is we didn't get to see the Ocean Master suit. No, we didn't. But I'm which, so happy we got a lot of the classic Aquaman suit. Yeah, which Patrick Wilson or Orm, he wasn't Ocean Master in this. So no. So I get why I guess, we wouldn't have seen it. Yeah. But I still wanted to see some type of suit for him but I'm glad we got most of the classic Aquaman suit. You know what's funny? They dialed Orm back in this movie. His performance was much more, you know, because in the first one, there there was that very bravios, you know, Atlantis, things like that. He he was very subdued in this movie. But that's where I loved him in this because he he was 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 great. He was the straight man. Like they didn't, he never was the, the jokey guy that, that Jason mm-hmm. Momoa is in this movie. And I, I thought he was great. I was really concerned about how they were going to do. Like, I thought he was going to be shoehorned into this for no reason, but I really loved how they came to the buddy, the, you know, the bros, you know, taking on the the villain in this. I thought it made sense. And I, I'm sorry if I'm talking too much, but I did like this movie. So I'm probably going to talk more than you. Oh no, that's fine. I, I loved, I told you before we saw the movie, my biggest concern, because listen, the Amber Heard stuff aside, I'm not even going to remotely get into that. I don't care in the least, but I loved her character in the first film. I didn't want to see her dispatched for no reason, just so we didn't have her in the movie. And I thought watching the movie, I thought it was pretty natural how she was used in the movie. And I didn't have an issue with any of it. And I was I happy there. I was happy that she played a part. And she played a good part. They didn't, they didn't dumb her down to get her out of there. She plays a big part at the end. Um, I I really have no complaints there because that was my biggest concern. I I will say um, I agree with you there. I think they used her enough, um, and I think it did feel natural. I will say that not that I wanted, I didn't want her to be dispatched either. You know as soon as the movie started or anything like that. But I did feel like someone should have been <laughs> I, not that I want anybody to die, but I felt like there was a lack of stakes in yeah. the movie. 
I really thought the father was going to die. I did too. And I love, I love Tom Curry and I really liked the performance by, um, Oh gosh. Now I'm blanking on his name. Morrison, uh, Tamara Morrison. Yeah. I think he's great playing his dad, but when, when that moment happened, when the house, when black Manta attacks the house and kidnaps junior, Arthur and Mara's baby when he stabbed Tom. I thought that was it. Yeah. I thought it was too. Cause he even said, I'm going to leave you alive long enough for Aquaman to see you die. And I was like, okay. Oh, I thought he said, I'm going to leave you alive to see him die. Well, that that's, I thought he said for, to, for him to see you die. Okay, I took it the other way where he wanted to leave Tom alive so he could see the baby or Arthur die. So I took it the other way. That okay. He wanted Aquaman to watch him die, which I thought was I thought that's what was going to happen. Yeah, and that I makes more it, sense than what I took. And I thought it was going to be that moment, that big shift in the movie mm-hmm. where Arthur goes from, okay, he wasn't being serious before and now after this. You know, this was the time. And he did become more serious after yes, that. Yes, I, I I, think the final act is really good in this. And I, you might disagree with me, but I, I think they did a perfect balance of... Oh, the final act is the best part of the movie. I mean, the, well, and I also want to ask you, I don't want to jump around, so all right, we'll stay with the final act now. The balance of the baby in danger and not going too far, I thought was done really well because I was really nervous... Once they didn't kill the baby at the house, I knew the baby would probably survive. But I thought Mara was going to die, or at least Dr. Shin was going to die protecting the baby. Um, yeah. There were a couple of moments like with our, with um, with Thomas Curry and then with Mara at the end when the, uh, when the trident, when she was running Another with the baby. Shot. Yeah, when the trident got thrown at her, I I thought she was too. And then, and then that's my only thing is I'm like, well, there's there's not really stakes in this movie. But here's the interesting part: I'm I almost give them more credit for not doing it because with everything that's been going on behind the scenes, I'm surprised they didn't just kill them or kill her because Mm -hmm. I'm shocked that they didn't do that. And I'm glad that they a little surprised too. Yeah. I love her character and it's the last movie we're getting anyway. So why bother? Let her have a good character arc in this. I actually am a little disappointed that she doesn't become queen of Atlantis by the end of this. That's what I kind of wanted because Arthur says he wasn't comfortable. And in the comics, that is what happens in the, at least the rebirth era. Um, I would have liked that, but that, I mean, it's an Aquaman movie. I get it. It's, it's supposed to be his arc, not hers. And it would have been weird if she gets the big arc when she's not really in the movie that much. Um, I do want to say, I think the second act attack on Atlantis by black Manta and his crew, I thought that was a blast. Yeah, that was really good. And again, action in this movie is really good. Yeah. When Aquaman is being Aquaman, because I like it when he comes in to save the day and when he's being Aquaman, it's great because it takes me right back to the first movie. And, and I love the James Wan does many things wonderfully. He's a great director, but he's great with visuals. Mm -hmm. This movie just amazing to look at. And he's great with action and the fight scenes because especially it's, I can't imagine how hard it is to pull off this certain look that you have with people fighting underwater. 
And each fight with Aquaman and Black Mana, I thought it got better and better in this yeah. movie. Agree. Yeah, I agree. And I think the hardest part, I mean, you had such a terrible experience watching the first 10 minutes. You had a good, what, two hours to stew on the first 10 minutes of this movie. And the first yeah. 10 minutes of this movie are probably the worst part with Jason Momoa annoying the crap out of you. So, well, no, I'd actually disagree with that. Oh, really? It's it's the jungle. That whole jungle oh, so, sequence okay. going into the refinery. That was, yeah. the, to me, that was, that was that middle section of the movie that just, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know if I can take it. And <laughs> yeah, once we got to when he suited up again as Aquaman, mm-hmm. I was down. But that middle section with him and Orm, and the problem was I liked Orm more than I did Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, so what was your thought when Orm smiled at um what's uh Mara's father? Kinarius. Yes. I was like, oh no, don't do that. That kind of ruins the whole arc of him. And then when he does save him, I actually felt like the smile makes no sense. I saw it coming. I thought they were doing a bait and switch. But it and that's where I that's like one of my nitpicks. It's almost like the bait and switch is there for the bait and switch, but it doesn't make sense. Kind of like how the, the bait, like the joke in the first Aquaman of the bikers coming up and acting all scary and blah, blah, blah. And then they just start smiling and laughing. It's, it's done for the punchline or for the exclamation point in this case. Yeah. We're like, why is he giving him a sinister smile? If he's going to save him, is that his way of saying, yeah, that's right. You need me now. I'm still not redeemed completely, but I'm going to make the right decision. I don't know, but I thought it was unnecessary when we were about to do the same thing in five minutes mm-hmm. because he gets the he gets the dark trident yeah. and there's that, you know, that moment where, oh, crap, here comes Ocean Master. Yeah, but it doesn't well, happen. I like him saving. I like him saving Canarius. I do. It was the smile I do, too. It's like, the smile. Yeah. yeah, I don't need that. But I really did like him saving Canarius. And I like the moment afterwards where earlier in the film, he would not give Orm a gun. Yeah. Because he he clearly doesn't trust Orm after the events of the first movie, and then after he saves his yeah, and then after he saves his life, he gives him the gun. I like that. I I think the character stuff in this movie is really strong. I think all I I, it stinks because I I can understand where you're coming from. Is that um (laughs) that what do you call it? Um, now I'm I'm drawing a blank here now. Um. I think with King, when Jason Momoa is your least favorite part of the movie, it's hard to feel anything but let down by the movie. Yeah. And I, I think, I think we have someone crashing the show. What the hell are you talking about? (laughs) What's going on? What's up, Andy? What are you guys doing? And welcome to the Fire Rises, Andy DiGenova. Hi, Andy. Hey, what's what's up? What are, what are we talking about today? We're talking about oh, some fire. Are... I see some fire behind you there, buddy. Yeah, yeah. You like that? I'm feeling festive today. It's very festive. So, hey, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas I got, to you. I, I got accidentally invited to the party, and I was just like, I'll show up. I don't care. Maybe there'll be appetizers. I like I like food. <laughs> I like snacks. <laughs> well, we're, we're talking about uh, a little Aquaman. A little Aquaman. It's a lot of Aquaman. It was, well, it was a lot of Aquaman. It was, it was a lot of Aquaman. Yeah, cool. Well, who even cares about that movie? DCU's dead. Doesn't even matter. <laughs> Why even bother? 
Well, thank you for joining us to to spread a little positivity and joy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> everything DC does is trash. Even if even when it's good, it's trash. Who well, cares? Th- th- that's what hey, the I best hear. Part is we got we got really cool cups. And I saw you got a popcorn tin also. I did. I got the best collectibles. I'm going to be using them every day for the rest of my life. I'm going to only drink out of that cup. <laughs> it is that a really cup's nice cup. That cup's got swag. <laughs> it is. I was scared to put it in the cup holder in the chair last night because I thought I was going to scuff it. I, I didn't actually use it for my drink because it was too pretty. Mm. And it's same nice. with well, the bucket. Well, it looks good. Yeah, it does. It does. So, yeah. How, how's it going? And it's going good. Come we in, are... throw a wrench in the works, and then peace out. Well, we are in our uh, over the spoiler wall section. Oh, so, we're, so you're, doing we're, full, we're... you're doing the full on review today. We are. Yeah. Yeah. We, okay. We talked spoiler free already. So we're kind of diving deep into it now. All Eric right, hated well, it. Am... Spoiler alert. Eric hated Ew. the movie. Ew. <laughs> I did not hate it. Um... Oh, how do we disconnect him from his own show? Hold on. Let me just I tried try already. <laughs> That's why I invited you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for the invite. <laughs> wait, I wait. Did I send ra- the invite? A random link. You did. You did. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I'll tell you that the spoiler-free reaction for the Holy Batcast is already out. It's You guys are slow. Come on, guys. It was like 12 I, hours ago. I did. I listened to that. Uh, well, with the, the first program. half. I listened to the first half this morning, and then Joe was, was rushing me to get on and record. <laughs> so that's why uh, I accidentally sent the invite in the wrong chats. Hey, you know Whoopsie. how it is, Andy. My kids were somehow out of the house this morning, and I said, "Eric, I'm available right oh, now. Shit, Can you it's record quiet. right now?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, what is going on? So I was like, I "All right, if you got a window, let's take it." I, I feel you. That's great. Well, yeah. um, yeah. So I know that Joe and I see eye to eye. Eric, did you like it? I liked it. Um, I was disappointed by it, though. Oh, boo, bummer. Well, and I was telling Joe, um, and I'll just real quick the truncated version when I. I, I think part of it was to do with just I didn't have a good experience at the theater to begin with. And then Yeah. I, Momoa was a little much for me this time around. I, I I just felt like he was like, you know, there was a few goofy moments. They did the they did movie. seem to yeah, they did seem to just kind of let him do his thing, right? Mm, like it was yeah. just like, okay, just just be Momoa and, and it'll be all good. So no, I can see that. Yeah, and it just like I really enjoyed Orm. And I thought Black Manta was great, or Yaya as Black Manta, but I felt like I enjoyed the other characters more than I did Aquaman in his own movie. Huh? Interesting. All right. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. But it was beautiful to look at. It, dude, it was epic. They did not skimp on the spectacle, on the action, on the world building, on the creatures. All that shit was a plus. Yeah, I agree. It. As far as a a big, beautiful superhero thrill ride for the holidays, in my opinion, it delivers. Well, there you go. You got a little holy bat cast tease on the fire rises. See, see, <laughs> that'll teach you. That'll <laughs> teach you to see who <laughs> to send links to random people because you'd about to show up. I don't care. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry. Sorry for uh, completely derailing your conversation. I just couldn't help it. I, uh, you know, I had a minute here at work, and I was like, I'm gonna call see what those guys are up to, and uh, I hope you guys are having fun. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Aquaman weekend. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Hopefully you'll enjoy it more uh, on, on future viewings, but I had a blast with it for what it, for what it's worth. And, and for anybody who wants to hear it in more detail, check out Holy Backcast, you know? Absolutely. My, my, I know my I'll be listening. My co-host for the spoiler-free one is, is cuter than all of us, so. 
Very true. Yeah, we can't compare with that. We can't compete with that. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. You guys have a blast. Sorry for crashing, but love you guys. Have an awesome time. And I look forward to listening to this uh, on the flip side. Merry Christmas, right, buddy. buddy. Merry Christmas. All right. Bye. Bye. So, yeah, a little cameo from Andy <laughs> DiGenova. How about that, Joe? That was fun. So, yeah. So, full disclosure, what happened was we were kind of rushing to record, and Eric accidentally sent the invite on our group chat with Andy and Brendan instead of just sending it to me. So Andy was like, Oh, I'm definitely crashing that. <laughs> so, and I thought he was, was joking, fun. but yeah, not so much. Yeah. That was work too, which is even better. Yeah. I love that. Uh, where were we? So I was talking about, um, I want to say we were talking about how, um, like Aquaman wasn't the best part of the movie for you. And how it's hard to come back from that. Is that where we were? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. It's you remember when we talked about um, the, the Beware the Batman. Mm-hmm. And I said that that's the problem I had with that show was Batman was my least favorite part of this Batman show. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt about this movie. Like Aquaman was my least favorite part of this Aquaman yeah. movie. So that's it. And that just. That brings it down a notch for me where yeah. I can't say I love it. It's tough. It is tough. And I, I can't even, I can't fault you for it because I, it, it is a little much, especially I, the, the 10 minutes to start the movie when you get him playing with the action figures. And then, like you said, with the motorcycle, it, it's a lot. And I, I do think there's something to the fact that you were stewing on that for a long time. And yeah, I, I understand that you didn't like the second act with him and Orm. But I personally didn't feel like it was as bad as the beginning because Orm is there as the straight man. I think it worked well. I mean, granted, listen, I don't I don't think well, all the humor works in that scene. I um, think the different dynamic, though, is when he's doing that stuff at the beginning, he's being a dad with his baby. Yeah. Like when he's playing with the action figures and stuff. And and then it, there's a little over the top Momoa there. Um, but it, I can see it because it's a dad with his baby. But mm-hmm. when he's acting the very same way when he's talking to a grown man, I'm like, yeah. eh. <laughs> well, well, I did like when they're having the conversation in the the ship, and he says something about sorry, I use my humor to mask my insecurities or my whatever. I think that is their way of kind of justifying it. Um, maybe where they're having like, that conversation. But, but when your yeah. humor's not funny, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I. I'm just trying to play. Yeah. And I'm not trying to make you dislike it at at all. I'm just explaining my honest feelings with it. Yeah. Um, I also think it's tough because in the DCEU or whatever you want to call it, we've only had two sequels, right? Technically BVS is a sequel to Man of Steel. Well, Wonder Woman 84, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. I'm sorry. I forgot about Shazam. And and the Flash, Fury of the Gods. Oh, no, Shazam. No, no, flat. Gosh, it's early. (laughs) And then Aquaman. So this is only the third sequel in the DCEU. And I think it's, it's an issue because we don't... I think the first film is always going to be the one that I go to if I want to watch a Shazam movie or an Aquaman movie or a Wonder Woman movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to even compare the sequels to each other. It's just making a sequel isn't easy. And it's like, what do you do with the sequel? 
And to me, this is, they didn't do anything groundbreaking. They didn't do anything crazy. They just did another Aquaman adventure and it built on the first film. And that's kind of just what I wanted because like the first film was two hours and 20 minutes. There's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of setup and there's a lot of great Aquaman stuff. This it's more condensed. It's more action packed, but it's an adventure movie and it's fun and it's crazy. And man, does it embrace Aquaman, the lore of Aquaman, even, I mean, coming up with a justification for black man to suit was really cool coming up with, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I was terrified that baby was going to die because that is such an important part of Aquaman's comic history. I'm glad I'm gonna they be, didn't go that way. I'm going to be frank with you. I didn't think they had the balls to do that, nor did I want to see him to do it, but I didn't well, so think here's, go there. Here's my biggest issue with the internet. The people that were slamming the test screenings for the last two years and giving mm-hmm. this movie so much crap over the last two years. You know, I've seen that the reason people walked out was because the baby died. So the internet making crap up again, like we all expect the internet to do for the last Mm -hmm. two years. That was the rumor was everybody walked out of the screenings when the baby was killed. Now you and I both know that's impossible because Mara is there at the end of this movie with the baby. They ain't bringing Mara back for reshoots. (laughs) True. That's I'm sorry. Like that was not a change late in the game. There is no way this baby ever died in this movie. Because yeah, the baby I agree. plays too much of a big part at the end of this movie. So that was not reshot. Yeah. And no. I could be dead wrong, but I just don't see that happening. So, And I'm curious. Um, I am curious when it comes home to see what deleted scenes there are, to, if they include many. Um, just, to, just to see, because I do know there were reshoots. I don't know what was involved, but here's the thing. Reshoots are not what the uh, reshoots are not the red flag that they used to be because oh. each movie is built in with a budget now. These blockbusters are built in with a budget for reshoots. Mm-hmm. They it's Marvel does it all the time and people yeah. don't freak out. Um and other like Fast and the Furious does it. People don't freak out. So reshoots are not really a big deal as they once were, mm-hmm. but I am curious what they tweaked. I can't help but be curious. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't I, know that we'll ever and we'll ever. So get we that. haven't we haven't discussed Ben Affleck does not show up in this movie. Michael Keaton does not show up in this movie. I will say I'm disappointed because we know it was shot. The There's no acknowledgement in, of the DC universe at all. No. And I will say even with the Flash, the Flash, it's disappointing because you know they shot multiple endings to that movie that we never are going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the way the universe is ending. I probably years from now at the time it sucks, but years from now, I'm going to appreciate the fact that the flash movie is almost a standalone movie. The same way. This is a standalone Aquaman sequel. If that makes sense, (laughs) but that's what it is. It's an Aquaman sequel. And I'm glad it doesn't have something that isn't going to matter in 10 years. It's just an Aquaman sequel sequel. And the fact that we have, I say this a lot, like with the DCU, because everyone's been shitting on this universe for 10 years now. We have, I think it's like, what, 18 movies? Is that possible? Is it, is it that many? Now I got to look it up. I can't remember. I'll Something look up like real that. quick. Um, this movie, this universe was the little universe that could. I mean, okay, so it's 16. Um, 
if you include the theatrical cut of Justice League, I have 16 movies on my list. But that's pretty damn good. And we can go back and watch any of these movies at any time. And I, I know it's not, this didn't end the universe with like a, a bookend, but kind of fits what we've been dealing with for the last 10 years, doesn't it? Yeah. It, I mean, it does. It's... It, the vitriol is par for the course for this for this universe. Yeah, and I and you're really just adding that... to it at this point. You're part of the problem now. <laughs> hey, I gotta be honest. I can't, no, no, I I'm can't lie about you. it. I and I told you, I I don't love this movie. I, I think I wanted something more, but I have a tendency to just kind of go with it, and and I can. I I've almost accepted it's a sequel that I know I was gonna like the first one better. Um, it's. You, there aren't many dark nights where like the sequel is just that much better than the first one. And I, listen, I, I still love Batman begins. I'm not even saying um, we all have that debate where we don't know which one is better, but the dark Knight is the one that the, you know, pop culture um, accepts as the best one. And, and that's, that's rare. This to me, like it just built on the Aquaman lore so much. And I appreciate that more than if I wanted something groundbreaking as far as changing the world or or changing what we see in comic book movies in general. I love that this was like, no, we're just going to make a crazy Aquaman sequel and bring well, everyone and- back. Um, I was, uh, Willem Dafoe dying off screen kind of sucked. But that really sucked. Volko. But I, they had to make a reason for why he wasn't there. Knowing it's not going anywhere, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I will say one of the one of my favorite parts about this movie is I really like the carryover from the first movie that they want to join the two worlds, mm-hmm. the 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 surface world and the and the Atlantis. Yeah. And I like that there's this conflict with Arthur because he even says at one point he never wanted to be king. He tells yeah. Arthur that he only wanted to do that to save the world, to save great emotional conversation. Uh, that yeah. might have been my my one of my favorite conversations they had but but that is the through line through the entire movie that i enjoyed the most because mm-hmm. i love that there's this monarchy he's the king but he's not all powerful he has mm-hmm. this council that can veto anything he does which was yep. interesting to me yes and he wants to join he wants to reveal atlantis to the surface world because he thinks that they can help each other make the world better which i think is a great through line and is very aquaman that mm-hmm. i mean that's aquaman to a t and then they don't agree with him throughout the movie. And then at the end, he gets this very Justice League animated series feeling yes. speech in front of these people on the on land. And he's mm-hmm. revealing Atlantis. And then, of course, he has to ruin it at the very end, being Momoa. But <laughs> um, so go go into that because I can't fault anyone that hates that the I am Aquaman thing. I, he is, I mean, how could anyone, well, it's this, it's this, I would love, I would love to try to defend it. I would love to try to defend this and say, how could you say that's just like Iron Man? Other, other characters have said it. It's almost like, (laughs) it's almost like we're like tone for tone. He's saying, I am Aquaman, Aquaman, just like. Robert Downey Jr. saying I am Iron Man. Well, and that that wasn't my problem. The problem was you've given this deep emotional speech mm-hmm. 
and and it kind of resembles the end of the first movie when you know um he said i'm of the sea i'm of the land i am aquaman and it's very serious and, then, and it's very yeah, well done yeah yeah and he's just given this deep emotional very kingly speech yeah. and then i have aquaman wow and I'm yeah like, he becomes rock star jason Momoa, and it's the only time in the movie that he's like that in the suit yeah which yeah, is and that, it's kind of a shame because i wish a, a more subdued take of him just saying i am the aquaman i think would have been really cool yeah but it's because hard. it sounded great when he said it at the end of the first movie yeah and it gives and you maybe, that that big maybe swelling why, score yeah. maybe that's why they didn't want to do it that way because it was the same as the first one and they wanted to do something different or it's just momoa being momoa and yeah i don't know um Still, I, I will say, <laughs> probably unpopular. I love the gag with the roach, and I Patrick will and um, Orm eating the burger. I thought that was, was a really nice touch. It was one of the few, it was one of the few chuckles I got in the movie because I I do like that Arthur is taking advantage of of his brother in this scene yeah. in the jungle because he does he doesn't know about land food mm. and they have this contentious relationship anyway. And he gets him to eat a roach. I thought yeah. that was funny. And then I liked it at the end because he actually likes the roach and adds it to yeah. his burger. Yeah. I so, thought that was good. It, 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 that made me chuckle, but it was, I will say is one of the few moments in the movie that made me chuckle. <laughs> so yeah. And it's funny. I don't think anything. That's a good point. I don't know if the humor ever made me laugh other mm. than that stuff with Orm. Because I think Orm, some of the stuff with Orm was good, but I, I more tolerated the humor than enjoyed it. Like it didn't bother me, but it was more like Snickers than it was actually laughing. Other than yeah. a few things that I'm not remembering right now, I do remember laughing a couple times at stuff. The Roach thing was very funny to me, um, and I, I like Topo. Yeah, Topo. When great. he says Topo opened the door or whatever, and I think Orm's reaction to him like using Topo was fun. Yeah, the stuff. The cephalopod? Yeah. I, I thought that was funny. Uh, well, I chuckled. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I like I like Topo in the movie. Um, we didn't get to see him play a musical instrument this time, though. Yeah, they did talk about it. They Is talked any... about it. I think... Um... Oh, what's his seahorse's name? What's the... Um... Oh, I can never remember the seahorse's name, but he was cool. He was cool, but I thought we were going to see more of him than so we did. So did I. So did I. Just because um, we've seen so many toys and things yeah. like that. So um, I will say, like, I think some of us were worried that we were going to get more of that blue suit than we got. I love that it was just for the one scene. It made sense for the movie. And he went right back in the classic suit. That was the a use, big win for me. Yes. What they used it for made sense in the movie. And then yeah. they went right back to the classic suit, yeah. which I really yeah. liked. And the classic suit looked gorgeous in this. I mean, the colors on that thing are bright. And I, you didn't see it in IMAX. So you saw it in a regular theater. So it might not have popped as much for you. But I didn't it, see the stealth suit in, in Dolby because it, it cut out before that. So I saw it on okay. a standard. Oh, standard I mean, the, the the classic suit in the in the IMAX. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I saw it because it was at the very okay. beginning when he's fighting okay. the, um, the pirates. Okay. Yeah, um, so I saw it in Dolby. Anything else like that I'm trying to think of? Um, I'm glad we saw as much of Nicole Kidman as we did in this movie. I wasn't expecting as much of her. And she, Man. her and Mara got some badass stuff to do in they that, did. that battle. And that battle was really underrated, I think. I, it's hard to say underrated because nobody's really talking right now. But like, I, I'm so glad I didn't watch any trailers after the first one. 
I kind mm-hmm. of avoided everything. And like it was that was a really cool action scene. And they really just went for it with a lot of that stuff. And I loved seeing her be just a badass protecting Atlantis and, and Mara being involved. Um, you know, again, I, I, my biggest fear was someone was going to dis, get dispatched unceremoniously. And that didn't happen. I understand where you're coming from was you felt there should have been stakes where someone should have died to, to create some type of turmoil. I think I was okay with it because I, I like these characters. I didn't want to see them die, but I think if the the natural person to die was the father was Thomas Curry because of the conversation he has with, with Arthur in the beginning of the movie um, mm. that kind of set him up to die. It, it kind of reminded me of the, the blue beetle conversation with his father. I was going to say the same thing. And yeah. that's where I felt like they were going, which yes. I guess I give them credit for not copy and pasting blue beetle. Mm. Um, but then again, we, we have at this point, we have so much familiarity with yeah. Aquaman's dad. That I just felt like it would have been very impactful. Not yeah. that I want that. I love that character. Yeah. Not that I want him to die, but I just felt like the stakes would have been higher had he died. Did did Black Magda kill Thomas Curry in the comics? I don't. I've heard that. In I think so. I mean, I feel like everyone like there's got to be some iteration where that happens, and then they probably bring him back at different times. And um, yeah. but yeah, I mean. I think I'm pretty. I'm trying to think of anything else that I need to touch on. I think I'm pretty good with all that. I I, I like the action. I've said that numerous times. I loved Yaya as Black Manta. Um, Doctor Stephen Shin, I I thought was really well done in this. We haven't really talked much about him. I thought the actor is it Brad Park. I think so. Yeah, did a great job. I like his his turmoil of not knowing what to do and put yourself in that situation. I think, I think we're all pretty similar to how he acts in that movie where like, you don't know what to do. You don't know how to act because you don't want to die. But at the end of the day, you still have to make the right call and make the right decision. Um, I liked the way he saved the baby. Yes. I I liked his arc because at the end of the day, he, he didn't want to hurt any of these people. He just wanted to see Atlantis. Yes. And honestly, to your stakes opinion, you don't want to kill any of the main characters. Dr. Shin dying, I think, would have been the one that made the most sense, especially for an arc. He dies saving the baby, or he dies after he sees Atlantis. That completes his arc, right? He didn't die, correct? No, he didn't. Because he's on the I, ice at the end going, astounding. Yeah, I, I feel like, <laughs> that's right. When he meets some, um, oh, he gets a lot more to do in this movie than I expected is the Brine King. Um, he was really, he was some of the eye roll humor, I'm assuming, for you. No, I actually like the Brian King. I love when he loses his claw again at the end yeah. of the movie. Um, so yeah, I really liked him, which I'm a um oh gosh, and now his name is escaping me. Who's that? John Reese Davis. Davies. He oh, he's, he's the, the Brian King. Yeah. Okay, I didn't realize that. Gimli from Lord of the Rings and, okay. and so many more roles. But yeah, I, I love him, so it's automatic like for me on that. Um I agree with you. I did. I really enjoyed Dr. Shin and his journey through the movie, especially because the way he was portrayed in the first movie, they could have just made him a bad guy, Mm -hmm. but he wasn't. He, he had, he was a scientist and he had this dream to find and see Atlantis and Black Manta was a way to help him do that, but he didn't know what he was getting into. Mm -hmm. And, and I like that. 
Um, I love that scene where he confronts Orm and Aquaman and he's got the, the gun on him and he closes the door behind him and yes. then he drops the gun and he's like, I'm that sorry. Humor I'm worked. So- that yeah. worked for me. That I yeah. really liked that. Uh, I completely agree. Now question for you, because you have poisoned my mind, Joe, because now every time I hear a song in a movie, I'm oh. like, what's Joe going to think of this? So Spirit in the, the Sky should never be played in a movie ever again. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think Andy even said it one time on like Gar- when they were doing Guardians. Someone has definitely said Spirit in the Sky must be free to everyone to use because it is in every movie. And I'm sorry. That's the only one that bothered me because it's used so much. They and did it twice. twice. Yes. In 10 minutes. Born to be um, born to be wild. It's cliche, but whatever. Um, what else am I missing? There was another one, but I can't remember what it was. I didn't have an issue with the other one, um, but spirit in the sky. It's like, come on, really? Like, I don't know. I, whatever. And you know, usually I roll my eyes. I'd rather have the Pitbull your... song, to be honest with you. That's how, oh. like, that's how bad Jeez. it was. Because I'm Good just Lord. like... See, yeah. I I'd rather roll... have new and bad than cliche and annoying, if that See, makes sense. And that's the thing. I usually roll my eyes when you get into your needle drop stuff because <laughs> I I'd never paid attention to it before. But in this movie, I think it didn't bother me the first time. But when they played it again, I was like, really? Why are we doing this? We just did this. Yeah. So... And I like Spirit in the Sky. I, it's a great oh, song. Oh, I like the song. It's I know you song, do, yeah. How many movies have we seen in the last five, ten years that have that song in it? At least, probably 50. Like, it's in every movie, I feel like. So yeah. that's where it's annoying. Um, yeah. But the score, Gregson Williams knocked it out of the yeah, park I'm so, again. I'm so the score is wonderful. Back. Yeah, I'm so yeah. glad he came back to do this. Agree. And I love that we. you could pick up on the themes for each character. Like in the beginning, when you see black Manta walking, he's covered up, but you hear his theme. So, you know, it's, him. you hear those subtle notes. Yes. Yeah. And, and I love that each character has a clearly defined theme. Yes. Like you hear the, the, the little subtle hints of black mantas. When you see him, Orm gets his ocean master theme here and there. And then of course, my favorite is Aquaman's. Nah, nah, nah. I, I love yeah, when love he it. shows up Agreed. and you get that. So yeah, I was really glad. I was really glad that he came back to score this film because I thought that was great. Um, but Joe, I, I think we've covered the gambit. Um, I know we've probably missed plot points and story details, but we're not going to get it all. Um, no, I, I I agree with you. I, I think we covered what we wanted to cover, and you know, you not being crazy about the film is what it is. I can't disagree with your points. I just it didn't bother me as much as it bothered you. Well, I, I know I always make you go first. Would you like me to do my final thoughts first this time? <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, so final thoughts and battering rating. So again, I liked this movie for the most part, but I was pretty heavily disappointed by it, um, and I didn't have as much fun as I thought I would. And at the end of the day, the worst sin a superhero movie can create for me is to make me not like the title hero. Um, I've had a few movies do that and I gotta be honest, this one did the same and I can't, I can't judge it, you know, less harshly because it's a DC movie, although I'd love to. Um, so for me at the end of the day, the visuals are fantastic. Most of the characters work really well. Um, 
but there are those nitpicks that I have that keep me from from liking it more than I do. And I, I'm not even close to loving this one, unfortunately. Um, I do think it's a fun adventure and I'll definitely watch it again. And it will pair well as a double feature with Aquaman one. Cause there's a lot of continuity to it. Um, but that movie, the first movie to me is vastly superior. Um, so as a battering rating, this one is getting a six out of 10 batterings for me. Um, but Joe, you enjoyed this more than I did, so that is why I wanted to let you go last on this <laughs> one. So give me your final thoughts and your battering rating on Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Well, it's funny. As you're speaking, I'm like, you know what? A six would be a good score for Eric. Like, that's that's honestly where I was. And I'm, I'm going to go tridents, not battering rating. You got to go tridents for this one, don't you? Sure. <laughs> um, so I I did enjoy this movie. It's not the first film. I, I, I don't I don't think it needed to be. I just wanted another fun Aquaman adventure with Black Manta as the villain. That's what we were promised. That's what we got. Um, would I have liked a little more of maybe the emotion that the first one had? Because I think that's my favorite part of the first one is I will say I love the love story of Aquaman and Merit, but my my favorite part of the first film is the love story between Thomas Curry and Atlanta. And mm -hmm. I'm glad that we didn't lose one of those characters. Stakes be damned. I'm glad we we don't lose any of the characters that I love. Um, I was, I'm debating, I was debating between a seven and a seven and a half. So I'm not that far above you. Um, I guess because you're so much like after talking, I felt like you were more negative. I feel like I'm leaning towards a seven and a half because I feel like just being one above you doesn't sound right. <laughs> um, I don't even know why okay. I'm there, but like, I think I gave blue beetle a seven and a half. Um, and that's what I thought about too, because Blue Beetle for me, I enjoyed that movie just so much more than this one. So, yeah, like that, I mean, am I going to be a a weirdo and do seven point two five? Like, do I am I really going to go there? But like, you can do whatever you want, Joe. <laughs> like, I feel like seven is too low, so I'm in between like a seven and a seven and a half. Um, okay, but it's it's fun, and I've only seen it once, so I'll know more. And I've still only watched Blue Beetle once because of all the Christmas stuff. I haven't been able to sit down and watch that to compare like how these movies are after a second viewing is really where I fall on whether I loved it or not. Because after like seeing Shazam, uh, Fury of the Gods and hearing people's criticisms of it, I'm like, okay, let me go back and watch it and see if that works. And I, I still love that movie. So I'm no, like I, if I can look past people's criticisms, even, you know, watching it again, that's where I know how I truly feel about a movie. And so with this one, that'll, it, it might be till it comes out on home video or at least digital before I watch mm. it again. But I, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I didn't love it. To me, it falls just below blue beetle. I think I don't think it's, it's up there with blue beetle, but I, I think I like Shazam for the gods more than this. And that might be unpopular. So but I like this more than like Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, it's it's hard. But I, I really, I'll know more when I see it again. I didn't love it. I really liked it. I think it's what you want from an Aquaman sequel. It's got the action. It's got the same characters that we love from the first one and everything is built on. And I, yeah, the grand scheme of things that this is ending the universe shouldn't be held against it. But it is bittersweet that this is the last time we are talking about 
a film in the quote unquote Snyderverse. Yeah, that's true. It is definitely the end of an era. But the good news is, Joe, we have a whole new universe to look forward to in just a couple of years. So mm-hmm. and and you know what? Now that we're kind of talking about this, I think it I think it's good to note. I think it's good to get a little break. I agree. now that this universe Completely is over. Agree. The only thing we have next year is Joker. And I think that's a good in between, you know, kind of palate cleanser between you because it has nothing to do with either universe. Um, So and to be honest, it's kind of that way on the other side of the fence, too, because Marvel's only got Deadpool coming out next year. So not to mention, we're going to have we're going to get to enjoy the ride for the Batman two and um, Superman Superman legacy Legacy. that this is the fun time of, of seeing like when production is starting. And, you know, yeah. that's that's going to be what's fun next year without having any movies come out. We get to see all that fun stuff again. Absolutely. All right. Well, Joe, was there anything else you wanted to touch on or are you good? I'm good, man. Awesome. Well, that will do it for our review of Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. It's still, as we record this, still opening weekend. So go check it out. See for yourself. Maybe maybe you're more along my lines or maybe you're with Joe or. Maybe you're with Andy and you absolutely loved it because that's the vibe I got. But anyway, go check it out for yourself and uh, let us know what you thought of the last entry in the DCEU. But that's going to do it for this episode. Joe, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on social media? Well, thank you again for having me on here to talk more DC films. And uh, yeah, thank you for Andy for dropping in. That was fun. That was awesome. um, Yeah. So so Merry Christmas to you, Eric, and, and happy holidays to everyone listening. Thank you guys so much. Um, if you guys want to get in touch with me, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd as jforn 11 and on Facebook as Joe Fornarato, F-O-R-N-A-R-O-T-T-O. Fantastic. And as for myself, you can find my personal accounts on Instagram, X, and Letterboxd at carter 89 That's carter 89 the show can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and X at TFR Batpod. If you're looking for a way to support the show, the best way to do that and the easiest is to leave us a rating and review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. If you're looking for another way to support the show, and we don't ask that you spend any money on this show, um, but you can go to uh, redbubble.com and search shop TFR, all one word, and find our logos on all kinds of merchandise created. Our logos, of course, created by Justin Kowalski. Our theme music was composed by Gaurav Ventakeswar, and his music can be found on gbtunes.com. Don't forget to check out our sponsor, Organic Priced Books, and use our promo codes and the link in the description of this podcast to save some money and also support this show. But thank you so much for listening. And depending on when this is released, I hope you have a very Merry Christmas. I hope your families have a safe holiday season. And until 2024, this has been Joe and Eric. Make sure you keep that bat signal lit and pointed skyward. Batman was created by Bill Finger and Bob Kane and is the sole property of Warner Brothers Discovery. The Fire Rises, a Batman podcast, is in no way associated with Warner Brothers Discovery, DC Comics, or DC Studios. The thoughts and opinions of the participants of this show are their own and do not represent the companies that they work for. Thank you for listening. We'll see you on the next episode.
kill Aquaman, murder his family, and burn his kingdom to ash, I will avenge my father, even if I have to make a deal with the devil. I'm coming for you. We'll pick a fight. Fine. Flex your muscles. He must be stopped. If you lead, the Seven Kingdoms will follow. Sometimes not giving up is the most heroic thing you can do.